Savage Mind Podcast, I feel like it's been ages and it's only been a little over a week. How are y'all doing? I hope you're staying humble. I hope you're living savage. I hope you're being grateful. I hope you're not taking any shit because one of my mottos, one of my slogans, my mission statements is be nice to many people as you can. Take shit from no one. This life tells you you have to take shit and you do not. Just like people tell you to be patient. And it's important to be patient about things that matter for your purpose. And we'll talk about purpose in a later podcast. Not today. But you don't have to be patient about shit that doesn't matter to you. People tell you to be patient about shit that does not fit your lifestyle or what you're creating or developing. That's for them. A lot of us really had it wrong and misinterpreted when we were younger. And uh, you don't have to take shit. You don't have to in this life. Because the thing is, whatever you're trying to play defense on or trying to smooth over, it's probably going to happen anyway. You should just pull the trigger and get it the fuck over with. Man, (coughs) excuse me. I had a good workout today. Well, I say good, no. It was okay. Um, I'm about 10 days, 11 days off my nine hour challenge. And that's what I'm going to talk about. And, uh, I had a whole week of recovery last week in the recovery week for me doesn't mean not do anything. It means recover everyone's version of recovery on whatever, especially when you train like this is something different. And each time I do something is Usually the recovery is a little bit different uh, because I experiment and I tweak it and uh, some shit I've never done. So uh, we figure out the formula that works. And then sometimes it takes a lifetime uh, on everything, whether it be relationships, whether it be children, whether it be jobs, careers, our purpose. A lot of people don't find their purpose in life. I'm I'm very grateful that I did. Even though it came later in life, I'm, I'm very grateful that I... I know what my purpose is now. So um, I had a reasonable workout today. This was my first full workout back. That's 11. Let me see. Sunday, Monday. 11 days off my nine-hour run. Um, that was the next thing on my list that was required of me to to uh, get dialed in and get it done and see what my mileage was and Anyone that knows what I'm doing and what I'm striving towards, they get it. Anyone that doesn't, tune into the podcast and you'll understand. Um, So uh, I think I did six miles, a 10K today. I did about 50 pull-ups, did about 7,500 push-ups, a couple hundred crunches. And um, God... It's it's always I always feel like I have so much to say on everything, but um, I need to start doing my podcast in the morning again. I've got away from that, and um, I always feel crunched for time in the evening, in the afternoon. For me, I feel crunched for time all the time because I have so much to do, and it's not made up shit to do that I have in my head. It's really crucial stuff that I have to do. I often tell people this. I don't have free time. There's no such thing as free time. I free up time. 
If I free up time, that means I had to put off something else. So, um, recovery week for me last week. So, I finished the nine-hour challenge Saturday before last. It was nine hours. My target was 32 to 34 miles. My minimum was 30 miles I had to complete. And I'm, I'm okay with what I did, and I feel comfortable with what I did, but I'm not satisfied. The whole point is to be humble but never be satisfied. Understand the difference between that. I'm always happy, even if you can't see it, even if you don't understand how I operate and, and the cloth that I'm cut from. Uh, and I did nine hours, and I did 33.8 miles. So I hit my target, and I'm at the next qualification for what I'm training for. And I did a vert; it was a virtual run. So uh, I also threw in 165 push-ups, I believe, and 200 crunches. So what I was going to do when I did this, and again for anyone that understands this, this is the next installment of my Savage Challenge, of all my challenge of what I'm developing. But it's also part of the criteria that I have to meet for what I'm trying to qualify for over the next six months, year, two years. My target is a year from July. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking trying to condense it into five months. It's way too much. I got a thousand miles to run at least and at least 10 more things on the checklist. I feel like I, I'm confident that I will be ready by next July. But nevertheless, it is what it is. And I will continue to fucking hammer. I will continue to I'll make excuses. I will continue to get shit done. Regardless. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what's a trip was I was going to put it out there. I said I feel like I'm... For people that don't understand this type of training and this type of athleticism and I've said it before in past podcasts when I was younger teenager even in my early 20s I hated fucking distance I mean I fucking hated distance running I can't recall a time that I ever ran over two miles in school high school junior high or high school or as my early 20s unless it was inflicted on me for punishment for something I didn't do as far as any other school sport I was playing or punishment. I'm dead serious about that. So, when I have to go out and do things like that, now I crave it. So, when I have expectations of this, of what I think I should do, I try to calculate it. So let me let me back up a little bit. <clears throat> I can't give the whole timeline today. I'll dive into that in another podcast. So from the time I was a teenager to about mid entering into my late twenties, I was a sprinter and I was a power lifter. On whatever level you consider that which is uh, high school. Uh, I did not go to college. I went for not even a half a semester. 
I did walk on to the local junior college and I didn't even really get to play because I had to go to work and uh that's another story in itself. We'll talk about that later. And I ran an adult uh, an adult track league for a season in my mid twenties. I also played in a semi-pro football league for a couple of years in my mid-20s as well. And did a little uh, arena league tryout, which I got cut because that was the uh, – my my, my skill set wasn't for that. Anyway, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I don't really talk sports that much. So I got into distance running around 27 years old when I blew out my left pec because I was a power lifter. I lifted for strength. I lifted for build. Never took steroids. Never ever took artificial supplements outside of GNC, outside of you know anything, protein and stuff like that. So I watched a lot of people pass me up because I wasn't willing to cheat. Yes, it's cheating. In a lot of sports and a lot of training, whether it be martial arts, whether it be boxing, whether it be wrestling, whether it be any kind of fighting whether it be anything, bodybuilding, powerlifting especially, any of those things, it's almost looked at as you're not serious enough if you do not take steroids. I'm going back over 20 years ago. So I got in distance running because at the time, I was a little over 200 pounds, 205, 210, something like that, and I had just blew out my left pec. And I did not have surgery. I've still never had surgery. And um, I was worried about getting gaining too much body fat, so I started running distance, and I was wasn't good at it. I hated it. I always thought, who can run that long, just the same pace or whatever. Anyway, long story short, I ended up getting addicted to it. I didn't realize how much I needed it. And it, any of y'all that have tuned in, you know how much that's came into play later in life for me, for for my mental. My mental state, my mental health, and I, I can't preach that enough, man. Uh, I feel like running saved my life, and I feel like it's continue will continue to save my life. Uh, so, about I'll have to go back and work on the time gaps later. But about from two thousand two, probably to two thousand ten. So we're looking at about seven or eight years, give or take. I just ran. I wanted to get lean. I figured if I couldn't be built and I couldn't be jacked, I might as well be lean. It was part of my workouts. At the time, the job I worked, I had a built-in gym at work. So I lifted weights on my days I worked, and I ran on days I was off. Um, I always stayed somewhere between three to six miles at that time, I guess. Somewhere in there, again, it's... My memory fades over the years. I remember the best I can. I try to keep it real and authentic and as pinpoint accuracy as I can. And if not, I'll correct myself. But, uh, you know, we're getting older. So <laughs> uh, going back over 20 years ago, I kept it between three and six miles. And then one day I got invited to by about 2010. So let me go back from 2002 to 2010. I ran, I stayed in a three to six mile. Occasionally I went over that. Maybe I decided to do over eight to 10 miles a couple of times, not very many. Between that point, probably about 2005, 2010, 
before social media, I didn't have a smartphone. If they're around back then, I didn't know about it. You know, we didn't really take a lot of pictures. You know, I, most of us didn't have phones that had a camera on it. We had to take physical pictures. And uh, most of us didn't have that. So I always tell people, depending on what age group that you're in in this life, depends on how much content you have of what you did or didn't do. So I, I guess people can either take take it for what it's worth. You can believe it or you cannot believe it. it makes no difference to people like me. Uh, anybody that knows us that was involved in our life at that time, they know what, throughout our life, they know what we did and what we didn't do. And uh, at that time, um, about 2005, started entering some 5Ks. I entered some 10Ks and. I did a couple of duathlons, which was like biking and running, if I'm correct. And I had finally got my way of entering a half marathon and then a marathon. We're going back to over 15 years ago. And I think I did a couple of small, very small triathlons. There was no, I don't have no record of them. I don't have no pictures. At this time, I lived a different life. I was in a different relationships, and there was nobody there really to take pictures. So that's neither here nor there now. But uh, it was it was a not even a handful. I think a couple of the couple of the challenges and races I did they're not even the same name anymore. I don't think they even exist. And uh, so that was two thousand two, two thousand five, and then about two thousand ten, two thousand five, two thousand ten. I continued to run, do my regular runs. Two miles, three miles, six miles, eight miles, back down, whatever. Just on my own, just stay fit. And I didn't realize the mental strength I was gaining at that time. I, I, I didn't. And I would continue to go back and forth to to medium weightlifting because I never could lift heavy again after I blew out my chest. Not like heavy like I wanted to do. So I just decided to abandon that altogether. And, um, 2010, someone invited me to a mud run. I didn't know much about them. And you know, I think it was a 5K. And uh, I was probably 35 at the time. I think my little brother went with me. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. So I went out and did it. Sounds fun. So I went out and did it for fun. I blew through the race and uh, did, did very well. And uh, from that point on, from 2005, off and on, again, off and on, I can't, I can't, Get specific about that today. I'll be happy if anybody reaches out to me to get specific as I can for what I can remember and for what I have proof and data of. Um, nobody took pictures that day either. <laughs> and um, I had set my goal, and I ended up doing like 20 minutes better than my goal. And then uh, <clears throat> I found Tough Mudder. Didn't know about that. Did that. Did a couple other mud runs. And then about 2013, Spartan came along. Actually, I think Spartan came out 2010. And uh, because of not being very active on social media and on the internet, I didn't know about it. So I think Spartan had been out about three years when I found it. And I didn't find, ironically, I didn't sign up for the sprint first. So you have different levels of Spartan. You have the sprint which is like three to four miles. It's like, I don't know, 10 to 15 obstacles, whatever it is. You can do, you know, with Spartan, they'll switch it up on you. 
You might do a course that's 3.1 miles and exactly a 5K. They'll tell you it's a sprint. The next one will be four. The super is usually eight to 10 miles and like 20 obstacles. I may be, I may be saying this wrong. I've done quite a few of them. Not a lot, but I've done quite a few of them. And uh, you do 30 burpees for every obstacle you can't complete or you bypass. And then you get into the beast, which is 15 plus miles. And uh, again, plus, plus could mean 15.2 or it could be 16 or 17. So depending on the course, depending on the range, depending on the environment, depending on the, uh, the, the, the whole, everything that it, that it encompasses, times are going to vary. It also depends on if you stop and help people, what you do. No one for me, I you know I've said this over and over. I'm not competing with anyone. So, uh, the super is eight to ten. You're gonna do twenty, twenty five obstacles, something like that, and whatever burpees you do. I've had for me, and I have a hernia. Uh, I've had, and again. Not being intentional, neglectful, acting like a badass. No, I still have not had had it seen to and uh, taken care of. Uh, I've done a super Spartan, and I blew through the fucking race and did no fucking burpees one fucking time. And I've had other one. I did fucking over two hundred. I mean, it just depends on who, what person shows up that day. And uh, same course, same obstacles, same. And I say same course, I mean the exact same course, and it take me an hour longer. And what's a trip is sometimes I took an hour longer, and I felt better that day. It's fucking crazy. Days I feel off, and I fucking do better than I do than, I don't know. Any runner or obstacle racer understands this. So I found Spartan, um, and I end up doing, I started with the with the Super. Again, the sprint is three to three miles plus. 15, 20 obstacles, whatever it is, burpees, whatever you have to do. The uh, super is eight plus miles plus 20 obstacles, 25, whatever it is, and burpees. And then you get into the beast, 15 plus miles, 30, 35 obstacles, burpees. Then you get into the ultra, the ultra beast, which is 30 plus miles, which is a 50K or more. 65, 70 obstacles, burpees, penalty. I never had done a penalty lap until I got to the ultra. I sometimes would rather take the penalty lap than a fucking burpee. <laughs> no fucking doubt. When I seen you don't have to do burpees on this one, you can do a penalty lap. And I believe the penalty lap was 100 meters or 200 meters, somewhere between 100 and 200 meters mode area. And, and I don't think that counts as part of your your mileage, which I was still fucking happy to do it, even if it was a fucking walk. But uh so what I'm what I'm working towards and what I'm striving towards that I've decided to, to do the next two to three years. I started this, I started getting my mind ready about a year about eight months ago. And I decided I got a little over three years till I turn fifty. I want to complete these races these challenges by my 50th birthday. I'm going to continue to do stuff after that. But by this 50th birthday, this is what I want to do. And um, 
the network I have, which is a great network, and hardly any of them. I mean, only a couple of people are local. The rest of them are all in other parts of Texas or uh, different parts of the United States. I live in Texas, if you don't know that already. And I met a couple of people that really inspired me, and they didn't they didn't encourage me to do anything. They didn't insist on doing anything. They didn't insinuate. I just wanted to do it, man. I said, why haven't I pushed past this knowledge? Why haven't I did that? You know, I got a fucking brother that does Ironmans, and I thought, I love swimming, and I like biking okay, and I never really considered doing that, man. I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm an obstacle racer. So what I started doing when I really started dialing in my mileage was I decided that for everything I know about working out and running and being a personal trainer off and on for over 20 years, and I worked out and trained long before that different phases of life. Again, one phase I was a sprinter. Again, going back to teenage years, one phase I was a power lifter. Uh, one phase I went for bulk and I went for strength. One phase I went for obstacles and and gaining strength that way i went for endurance and now i'm going for mileage so just to explain that when you're getting into this high of mileage you can't worry about your build you can't worry about your physique so if you see me and i'm thinner and i'm smaller that's part of the reason i told someone the other day i've lost double to triple to physical strength no doubt but i've quadrupled on mental strength and that's very more, very much more important of where I'm at in life and what I have to deal with. And I'll take that. If you can lift more than me, if you can work out heavier and you can lift weights, it's not hard. I'm not very physically strong anymore. I guess for the average man, I still am. But just any, if you're in that lifestyle, if you power lift, you do anything, I barely even lift weights. I don't even have a gym membership right now. If I lift weights, it's dumbbells. It's very rare. It's winter months. It's when I can't absolutely not get outside and I feel like I'm losing too much strength. Other than that, it's all body weight shit. It's push-ups. It's pull-ups. It's crunches. It's uh, you know burpees. It's picnic table jumps. Whatever. I'm not in competition with that. So if that's your goal, you won. Been there, done that. At my level, I feel like I did pretty well. I'm not interested in that no more because I cannot get to that level. <clears throat> excuse me so when i got to started understanding the mileage i need to do i feel like i need to abandon the obstacles no one told me i just felt like i needed to because i feel like it would compromise my strength and energy when i'm doing long miles so i've had different things you know so this year i've done a six hour in january on new year's day six hour run <laughs> I did it with very little elevation, did it in my local park. It was a virtual run, dialed it in my app, shit like that. Well, then I did a 48-hour Goggins Challenge in March. That was part of it. The six-hour I did on my own was just on my own. That's what I decided to do. Well, I thought because I already did a six-hour with the group that I I network with and talk to, that I was good. But I did I hadn't did a six-hour under those in those time parameters so i thought i could skip straight to the nine so in april i had to do another six hour so i decided to go to another place i run at that has a lot of elevation may not be a lot of elevation on one run but when you combine every trail together it's a lot of elevation 
So I did no uh, nothing else, no push-ups, no crunches, no pull-ups, none of that. And I miss doing some of that stuff because I feel like that gave me a lot of strength. But I also know it compromises your your energy for your miles. So I went out there and did that in April. Um, six hours, I guess I covered about 4,000 feet of elevation. And I did 27 miles and some change. I was pretty happy about that considering the elevation. So... Once you dial in your date, you can change your date for what I'm doing. This is just me. I'm not speaking no names or what anybody that doesn't understand what I'm doing. But once my time starts and I start that clock on that day, on that app, I have to I have to finish. So if I get seven hours into something and it's a nine-hour challenge and I tap out or I quit, I get the opportunity to do it again, but I got to start from scratch. And that's not what I want to do. So what I end up doing was I did my six-hour challenge out there with no push-ups, no crunches, no pull-ups, none of that. A lot of elevation to see how I would do. And I felt pretty good. Got home, told my mama Sita, I said, you know, I did less than a mile than I did on the last six-hour challenge, and I added 4,000 feet of elevation to that. I don't understand that. So... When my nine-hour rolled around, you go up in like three to six-hour increments, if that makes sense. So when my nine-hour rolled around, I was originally going to put it out there that I'm going to think I'm going to do 500 push-ups and 500 crunches, but I hesitated. If someone held me accountable, that's cool, but I didn't put it out there. I told her I was going to do that, and then I, last minute, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do what I can. But if it, uh, as far as push-ups and crunches, but if it compromises my strength for my running, I'm gonna stop. So I did my nine-hour run. I never start my runs when I when I plan to start. <laughs> as far as time, if I plan to start at seven, I'll start at nine. It doesn't mean I oversleep. It just means I try to do too much shit. If I plan to start now, I start at eleven. Which the heat changes stuff, humidity, the time of day, you know, just. I'm a, I'm a morning runner. I'm not an evening runner. So what I end up doing, uh, I started out, felt pretty good, and I got to about 165 push-ups and about 200 crunches. I guess I was mile 18 to 20, and I decided to abandon that. I didn't decide to do anything else. So when I got done with this nine-hour run, I looked when I passed my marathon mark, and I knew I was doing well. And then when I hit my 30-mile mark, which was my minimum of what I had to do of my requirements for this challenge, and I had, I think, a little under an hour left, I knew I was good. And see, when you do that, you automatically want to hit cruise control, and that's not the thing to do. But you also have to save your energy. So at that time, I wasn't worried. I didn't care if I ran a 20-minute mile, uh, as in running and walking. I just wanted to see what else I could push out. So I ended up at 33.8 miles, 165 push-ups and 200 crunches. I'm cool with that. But the only thing I can think of, this is what people like me do, was I was very reserved in the beginning. The first eight miles, the first hour, I really held back. 
I held back so I wouldn't get too tapped out later. And then I got home and I was thinking about my Spartan Ultra last October. And told my mama Sita, my wife, my daughter, my brother. I looked at what I did in the Spartan Ultra and plenty of people finished before me. I'm not comparing that at all. I'm saying for me, me only. I don't remember what my specific time was. I have it saved. I have it somewhere. I don't give a fuck either. My original goal was 12 to 13 hours. At, at the halfway point, there was a cutoff. If you didn't meet the halfway point by six hours, they removed you from the race. Because the way they see it is most people, almost all people, are not going to run negative splits. So the thing is, when you say you'll run faster, if you did not make that halfway point in six hours, you're not going to make the other one in six hours. So I told them realistically, my only goal is to complete this. It's probably going to take me about six hours or a little bit under to get my halfway point. That My goal was to stay under 13 hours so I didn't get cut off. Never had did a Spartan Ultra. The only Ultras I had did at that point was uh, my own Ultras and the David Goggins Challenge. And uh, this was last October. And I came through my halfway point feeling fucking great. That's your transition period. And I was a little over four hours. Again, plenty of people already passed me. But there was a lot of people still behind there. People had tapped out. People had got hurt. People that had said, I'm done. Whatever. And I got to my my wife and my granddaughter was there. And I was like, hey, is this time right? And they're like, yes. You're, you're doing good. You look good. So I got in transition. I was going to change my socks, change my shirt, get some fuel, get some hydration, eat a little bit. That's what everybody was doing. I thought I was ahead of the game, and I was at the time. I realized I sat there too long. And my mama Sita looked at me, and she goes, you're getting comfortable, babe. And I said, I'm good. I got I got time. She goes, you need to get going. See, you need people like this in your life. She goes, you need to get moving. You got to go. You're going to get stiff, and you're wasting time. That doesn't mean, like, there's people that probably didn't even have to take a transition. There's some people out there. There's some people that only took 10 minutes. I took over 40 minutes, and that was a mistake. I still did good. I looked at my time with the exception if I would not have took a 40-minute transition. And my time on the second leg, the second phase, which was another 15-plus miles, which was another 35 obstacles, which was another 200 burpees, another fucking 8 to 10 penalty laps, and it was almost the same. So what I told her looking back, was I should have took about half that time. I still should have took time, no doubt. Because maybe if I wouldn't have took no no time at all and just tried to run it, maybe I would have tapped out. Maybe I wouldn't have finished. Maybe I would have got hurt. So the way I look at it was I took over 40 minutes. Let's say 40, 45 minutes. I should have took about 25. So I had told her at that point, I'm still going to finish about 7 o'clock. So they were waiting on me. I came through that last leg at mile 32 and a half, 33, and all those obstacles, all those burpees, all those penalty laps, and it was like 4.30. I didn't know that because I don't, on my running watch, believe this or not, I don't set the time. It's crazy. 
<laughs> I just don't. It's something I don't do. It's a habit of mine, and I want to keep that. I don't pay attention to the time. I just go. <clears throat> and I, her and my granddaughter were waiting on me, my oldest granddaughter, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. I still got strength. I feel good. So what I thought, fast forward, I get ready. I've never done a nine-hour run. I've done a 50-mile run, things like that. I'll get into that. At this point, <clears throat> the most I've did is 50 miles. What I'm trying to qualify for is 100 miles in the fucking desert. It's 200 miles in the fucking mountains. I'm not going to name them right now. I'll get into that later in another podcast. <clears throat> so up to this point, I've done... I've done about six... Ultra is anything over a marathon. It's not ultra ultras. It's not super ultras. It's not mega ultras. But at this point, I've done about seven or eight ultras. I, my capacity, and the highest I've got so far, is between 48 and 50 miles. I've done 48 twice, and I've done 50 miles once. I've done a handful of marathons in the past and now, I've done quite a few half marathons. I've done some duathlons. I'm not focusing on that. I'm only focusing on the running. So I thought when I got ready to do my nine hour run, my nine hour run, if I removed all the obstacles, same amount of time, consider I did my Spartan Ultra in that time, that I got to do better. And also in my Spartan Ultra, I stopped and helped people. I did not a lot, but um. When I see somebody really struggling that had a disability, I, I can't I can't not do it, man. So in my head, I was like, I could have done this under nine, you know, you know. But I'm like, no, I still did the right thing. That's the right thing to do, you know. So, I thought maybe I can rattle off four or five more miles, for whatever reason, and I felt good that day. Runners understand this: you have a break-in pace. When I used to run shorter distances, my break-in pace was about mile two. Now what I notice that I run longer distances, my first few miles fucking suck. I don't give a fuck about my pace. It sucks. My Like today, I ran. I didn't really hit my fucking stride till about mile four or five. Then mile six, I was done because I had other obligations. Runners get this. <clears throat> I only ran a mile... Not even a mile, like three quarters of a mile longer in nine hours than I did in nine in hours and some change with fucking almost 70 obstacles. I did 230, 260 burpees, penalties, or I bypassed the obstacles because of my injuries. And like 10 to 13 penalty laps. That makes no fucking sense to me. Same amount of time, 30 more minutes. How did I arrive at the same mileage? So that tells me I got some work to do. I'm still hammering. I'm proud of myself, but I'm not satisfied at all. So I want to jump on here and talk about that. Most of you don't care about ultra running <laughs> or triathlons or any of that. And that's cool. But for the ones that do, maybe this is maybe this will help. I mean, wherever you're at, if you're a fucking sponsored racer, if you're if you're fucking doing 100-mile races, whatever. I know what I have to do, and I'm getting there, but I got a long way to go. I just didn't understand. I was like, how did I remove all those obstacles? The only thing I could think of is maybe the obstacles gave me strength. Maybe it gave me mo momentum. I don't know, man. But uh, 
how I did how I did the same mileage and threw in thir- twenty or thirty extra minutes, and you add seventy obstacles, all those burpees and all those penalty laps, and I only did I did thirty three. 32.5 on the Spartan Ultra, whatever it was, and I ended at 33.8 with a run without any of that shit. I don't know. It tells me I got a lot of work to do, but I'm getting there. So um, for me, my running has a lot to do with my with my sanity. It has a lot to do with my my mental wellness and my happiness and my anxiety. And I never can preach this enough. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. So I'll never quit running the rest of my life at whatever level I'm at. If I'm an 80-year-old man and I'm barely trotting, that's what I'm going to do. So next up, 12 hours. I'm going to dial in a date, and I'll put it out there. I have a 12-hour run coming up probably the next six weeks. Then after that, it's 18. After that, it's 24. And then I'll let you all know from there. Hey, I'm going to go for now. I'm going to have some dinner. Drink another glass of wine. I've had a couple. I'm going to watch my favorite shows. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to get back after it. I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to work. And that's just what I do. Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, Spreaker, Overcast, Anchor. I need y'all subscriptions. I'm I'm very grateful and very humble if y'all listen, but I really need y'all subscriptions. And y'all stay humble and live savage. Love y'all.